Coming up next on the Average Sports Guys podcast, we're talking about updates going around the NFL, and we're also going to touch on the NBA draft. All that and more coming up next. You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, this yo. is Eddie and Marcus. We are back for episode 10. Yeah. Yes. Stumbling there you go. block. The stutter, the stutter a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Episode yes. 10. Double digits. 10 Never. episodes. That's a big deal. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, as you heard in the intro, so we're going to talk about the NBA draft, which happened last night. Yeah. Um, that's more Marcus's thing than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of go around the NFL. Um, camp is right around the corner. June is almost over. Today's the 21st. First official day of summer. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, um, And, yeah. So let's just let's get, get into that. Let's get right into it. You know what? Let me go ahead and start off with the NBA draft. Um, I only have a few notes on it. Unfortunately, I had to work, and I just caught, you know, a lot of the highlights. But, you know, the biggest thing, well, biggest few things throughout the whole night was the fact that Zion Williamson was drafted number one overall. Which was no surprise. No surprise. I mean, they tried to float the idea, well, you know, the Pelicans might not draft Zion. No, we all knew exactly where that man was going to go. Right. And I think the biggest upside for the Pelicans right now is the fact that they have so many young, talented players that are, you know, gr- that are going to grow with a talented vet. Um and Drew Holiday. I think that's going to be a huge upside to them. They have Ingram now. They have Lonzo Ball, who can't score, but he is a great defender, great <laughs> distributor. Um, obviously, Zion and, you know, so much more. Like, I honestly think this is going to be a, a decent squad. Not Maybe not next year or the year after, but year three or four. If they can retain everybody, that, that, that squad's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, so it was funny that uh – What's his name? That ball kid got sent to Lonzo Ball. Yeah, because I remember what was it like midseason last year? Mm-hmm. They were saying he wasn't gonna go. Like it was his dad. You know, he was like, Oh, oh yeah, he yeah, leaving. That, that he ain't leaving L.A. He's this. He's that. You know, he. Or, I mean, you know, he'll he'll never play in uh, New Orleans and blah blah blah. All that crap. That's exactly where he went. Exactly where he went. And then he went on first take after that and was like. Oh, well, that's exactly what I wanted him to do. I'm playing chess. No, dude, you you definitely didn't want your child to leave L.A. and go somewhere else. Granted, I do think he probably will be in a better situation with New Orleans, but I think it's time for this guy to stay in the background. And not well, to it's get, been time. It's been time. You know, and not to get too far away from the main point, but he said something crazy to Molly, uh, Marley Carroll on yeah. uh, first take the other day, and he said that, you know, well, you can switch gears with me anytime. And I'm just like, dog, she's married right. to Jalen Rose. And ultimately what ended up happening, they shut that. They shut all that down. They have no plans of bringing this dude back for any interviews whatsoever. Right. Because that was live on TV, very disrespectful, a um, little bit chauvinist. It was just one of those things where I honestly think that he just went a little bit too far. Especially, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he's... He always pushes the envelope, not necessarily yeah. in a sexual way, but just him being him. You know, it's all about the brand and, and all that, you know. Right. Like, I understand trying to keep 
his name as far you know like his kids like relevant and all that type of stuff but yeah. i mean if i was his kid like i'd be flat out embarrassed 100 percent, especially behind what just happened yep. you know on on espn so um yeah his kids his wife the entire family like what are you right. doing right like yeah. i get it you're trying to promote the brand but as of right now you just cut your your free promo like completely off because you're no longer going to be on espn right and then your only outlet now for the most part if, if not local media outlets it's going to be fox so <laughs> if they even want you right so i mean like i said going back to zion i think i mean everybody knew he was going to get there i'm just excited to see him play and see what he does from the get-go because i think he's obviously going to contribute early yeah yep um with the number two draft picked um they went with J.A. Morant, um, this guy is a problem. He averaged 28.5 last year, shot 48.5%. Um, 6'3", 175, great ball handler. Um, he could do everything, great guy. I just think that, um, you know, he's going to be a problem in the future, and we're looking more to see what he can do and how he can develop. Who had the second overall pick? That was the – give me a second. Pelicans, and see, I all, I don't know, I, I, I kind of had plans to check out the draft, right, right, but right. I mean, you know, we were doing work outside, and, yeah, and all that type of stuff. I, I don't know, I, I just, I'm just not too high, yeah. like on the NBA anyway, right, you right, know, right, outside of Zion and where he was going to go, which again was no surprise, um, you know, and then the Wizards, we picked ninth. Yeah. So and we took that kid. Uh, was it, he's originally was he from like Japan or something yep. like that? Yeah. So the Grizzlies had the number two pick. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had they. I mean, you kind of figured that's where they were gonna go because they moved away from uh, Conley. And they traded him away. Mm -hmm. So um yeah so like I said they're just trying to build towards the future and then with the number three pick the Knicks went with R J Barrett. Um, this guy I would more or less call more like an all-purpose guard. I mean, mm -hmm. he's he can score, but that's not his biggest strength. I mean, he can play defense, but it's not his biggest strength. I mean, he's just one of those guys that can literally do everything. He's going to be a more or less, in my opinion, a role player. He need to, he does need to work on his shot. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall, I think like the Knicks have something to build around now. They just got to get another marquee max player. Which for, which reports were supposed to be KD KD or, or something they're yeah. gonna they're gonna do a sign in trade with Golden State and send him over there that whole nine, but um I mean I mean it, I, hopefully he he does well with the Knicks I mean the ceilings is is high as he as he makes it I mean he's mm -hmm. just one he's a good player he played for Duke I watched him throughout his last season right um he gets buckets um great guy great player but overall with that organization hopefully they fix some of that front office because if they don't i mean well yeah i mean th they've consistently been just kind of all over the place almost, all over the place almost like the uh i guess kind of like the giants the new york giants mm -hmm. just all over the place all over the place and i think that's the story of new york teams right now <laughs> i mean seems to be. I, I mean across the board outside of the yankees i mean as right. far as basketball and football it's it's pretty trash so yeah as far as front office um yeah so uh like i said all these all these at least the top three or four picks i'm looking forward to watching into the season next season and my last point with the nba draft is the fact that bull bull fell to 44 <laughs> like this guy 
was projected to be at least top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, dude's like uh, seven. He's seven two. Um, yeah. Finishes at the rim. He his dad actually played in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, great great Maybe. player. Um, real skinny. Um, the, the, his biggest <laughs> criticism though was the fact that he needs to put on weight. Right. And because of the fact he needs to put on weight, they're like, yeah, we're not so sure. But now this guy's a chip on his shoulder, you know, getting drafted by the Nuggets, and I think he has the potential to show out and 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 do damage. Like I said, he's a great he's a great finisher around the rim. He's a great uh he's a great blocker. Does a lot. Um, I just like seeing those come up stories with yeah. this guy. So well, plus too, you would think, okay, being young. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He'll potentially grow into his body. Right. He's in a, a professional training environment mm-hmm. where, you know, they'll do what they can to put the weight on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you give it two to three seasons and you should see the progression. Yeah. Not only yeah, not only that, he walked into a great situation with the Nuggets. Like mm-hmm. if you want to like be drafted by anybody that's growing, that's where I would want to go. Mm-hmm. They just have so many great players on that squad. Um guy that comes to mind Jokic um it's just one of those franchises that you know they're on the come up and within the next three to five years they're going to be a problem right so that's what I got all right awesome and and my take on the NBA draft and all things NBA we'll wait for that opinion because I just don't follow it very much yep 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 all right awesome so moving on to NFL news so not much has changed since last week as far as my Eagles. Um, I've seen that they've, you know, they've worked more on with um, Carson Wentz and his passing game and just developing chemistry with the new guys, with uh, Deshaun Jackson and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, things of that nature. But the biggest news that came out um, this past week was that they were going to charge for training camp and they're only going to have one. Right. But those pro- those proceeds go to their autism challenge initiative, which I think is a good idea. Oh yeah. Um because that's just one of the charities that they've been working with forever. Um they're looking to bring more awareness to people with autism and you guys know I'm a teacher. I've taught many students with autism and by no means does that condition, disease, however you want to call it, hinder their ability to learn they're just they just have a disability and right you got to make accommodations well you find according you find most of them are extremely smart oh my don't get me started i mean extremely smart you yeah know, they they a lot of times their brains operate differently yeah that's and it. um so i've always enjoyed like my time being around like autistic kids mm-hmm. you know um even if they're like nonverbal, yeah some of them are very good at drawing and getting their yes sir like thoughts and opinions and feelings across through that yep or building things you know what i mean so yeah no, i mean i think that's a good cause clearly yeah. um i was shocked though that they're only having one one day open for for the fans right i don't know what their strategy with that is I, i'm guessing to maximize turnout so they can make the most money for their uh their charity initiative right which is i mean it's it, it's a smart move because the tickets are only 10 bucks so well, right really yeah can't, so you really can't i mean i mean you really can't knock the price it's i mean it is what it is yeah do you but know when that is that will be taking place on uh sorry sunday august 5th at 7 
p.m. The gates open at five, so you can fill in the stadium at five o'clock. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. So that's when that's going down. Well, so that's like late. That's like late in camp. So yeah, because because originally when I had first heard it, I didn't hear the date, but I had heard you know just the one day, Mm -hmm. uh, small charge thing. So I thought uh, initially, like like you said, okay, we'll say it's just the one day, so people can come, they can maximize their their uh, proceeds, Mm -hmm. and then I thought maybe like they would open up more training dates after, like for the fans. Mm -hmm. Um, but since it's so late in camp, they probably won't. Yeah, probably won't. That's interesting. Yep, and then the next biggest piece is that they've uh, officially announced joint practice with the Baltimore Ravens, and it will be at Lincoln Financial Field. The dates will be that the, that are going to have joint practices the 19th and the 20th of August, and I think, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I actually do enjoy joint practices because you're going and you're competing against people that aren't on the roster that you're already used to. Uh, a lot of people's tendencies and and what their uh, their triggers are and things like that. Just getting face to face with people that aren't in your building, right? So there's it's always beneficial. Yeah, I mean, and so I would I would largely agree with that uh, because you got to think like through the OTAs and mm-hmm. and and the mini camps and then sliding into. Um, training camp it's hot you know it you're going two a days you're going against the same people over Over and and over and over over. so tempers flare everybody knows that Mm -hmm. um so it is like a breath of fresh air to get a whole new team to come in yes sir um now those joint practices have been known to get just as chippy oh yeah Um, absolutely you know because i remember a couple years ago when the redskins we had um joint practice with the Houston Texans, which oh. they happened to be on hard knocks that year. And that was a legendary practice. Yeah. Though. And, and so, you know, they, they get to talking mess and, and going mm-hmm. at each other and all that. And D'Angelo Hall and yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, I think it was, I don't think it was Hopkins. It was, I think it was a guy on the, their defense was like, man, let's get the F out of Richmond. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go back. So some of the players like it, some don't. Mm-hmm. But just, I guess, from an organiza- uh, organizational standpoint, I would think it is beneficial because it's like you said, that offense is going against the same defense. Yes. You know, and to see a different team, uh, maybe they run a different tempo, just a whole different, you know, right. setup, whether it's formation, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's beneficial. I, I actually haven't heard if the Skins were going to do – um, any joint practices this season so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting yeah i'm interested to see what you know what comes of it um what you know highlights or or information comes out as a result of but the biggest thing that everybody always needs to be mindful of is is injuries in camp right so you got to be real careful with that aspect especially when you're going up against teams that or going up against players that aren't in the same building. So there might be a little little bit of a different energy. And hopefully they're smart about the reps of your starters and your veterans, especially with us and, you know, um, Jason Peters and guys like that who have mm-hmm. been around but have known to be injury prone lately. Right. So hopefully they're Well, just you'll probably see guys like that kind of sit out. But yeah. on, the, on the flip side of that, you'll see – well, we won't see, but um, – You'll get the coaching staffs will sit down mm-hmm. like from both teams mm-hmm. like the day before or whatever and say, OK, hey, this is what we're trying to do. We'll run, you know, template script or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they'll even say, OK, how how hard are you trying to go? Right. Type of thing. Um, and they'll even say, OK, first sign of stuff getting chippy. Boom. You take your guys. You go down that way. We'll right. go down this way. Right. Um, because nobody wants to get injured because, no. I mean, you got to think like 
when it comes to that, you're going to want to run your ones against your ones mm-hmm. and then, you know, your second team squad against their second team squad. Because what you don't want is somebody fighting to make a team mm-hmm. going hard against the ones who are just out here to, you know, OK, hey, you know, I got to get these reps. Right. And you got some guy coming hard off the edge or some young running back, like getting up through that gap, running over a linebacker I or agree. stepping on somebody's ankle. So right. like they they do their best. But, mm-hmm. you know, um yeah, it's still going to be beneficial. I think, yeah, and my last point on that is I think also having this joint practice will also limit how much you actually see Carson Wentz in a preseason, pre-season. game. Yeah. Because if he's getting, you know, game tempo speed in camp and with a joint practice and he's not allowed to be touched versus an actual preseason game where he can be hit, right? I think you may only see him maybe for a series the third. Third, third season, game, yeah. third game. That's Usually about their it. Dress rehearsal. Yeah. So, yeah. yep. Well, so one thing um, I did talk about at the end of our last show, yes, I wanted to talk about uh, Dwayne Haskins. So, um, people are, I call it the great debate right now, um, whether he'll start week one mm-hmm. or, you know, two, three, four, whatever. Um, reports are that initially he did well obviously like the rookie minicamp stuff mm-hmm. um he gets the ball out quick um you know was, throws a pretty ball strong right. arm yeah make all the throws um but then during like OTAs and things like that he was throwing multiple picks um i don't know if it was him just like staring receivers down whatever um i take a positive in that in yep. the sense of he's not afraid to throw the ball. Nah. Um, <laughs> you don't want anybody afraid to throw the ball in the NFL. Right. Whereas we had, like, RG3. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers, like, okay, you think RG3, you think legs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, dude had a cannon, mm-hmm. but when he dropped back in the pocket, mm-hmm. he would hold the ball and hold the ball and hold the ball. Way too long. You had Kirk Cousins at times who would hold the ball and hold the ball and hold the ball. And so it's like for Haskins to get rid of it, that's cool with me. Absolutely. Um, hell, I don't even mind if you throw it away. If, if you're looking, you go through all your progressions, you don't see anybody, throw it away. Right. Um, but by him just getting rid of the ball and getting it out of his hands, now the coaches and him can go back and watch that film and right. say, okay, boom, the ball came out on time, Yep. but you didn't see that linebacker or that safety crept over the top, like whatever, whatever that actual issue is. Now, having said that, we did talk about Trent Williams being MIA mm-hmm. um, for, you know, multiple reasons as far as the reports are mm-hmm. he's unhappy with the organization now i would say this if trent does not come back and he's not there to start week one i don't care how well haskins is playing let him ride the bench oh because yeah because oh yeah you let case and then colt and then worst case scenario then haskins comes in but he would be just holding that clipboard all year until you can hopefully find and solve that problem right at that position because uh, the last yeah. the last thing you want is your future injured and the last thing you want is your future's confidence killed because he's getting hit he's getting blown up yeah you don't want that right. problem so i 100 percent agree and, and we had that problem years and years and years ago redskins fans will remember patrick ramsey mm-hmm. and he got murdered yeah and he just got gun shy yep. even when there was nobody around he's hearing footsteps and so no i i don't want that with haskins um there is no reason to rush him in there nope uh because 
you do have Case Keenum. And yes, then you do. you do have Colt McCoy. Yes, you Colt do. Colt McCoy, clearly, because he's been here for so long. Um, he, he knows the system. He knows the system in and out. And not only that, but he runs it the way Jay wants it. Yes. So, you know, he he will have that leg up. To me, um, open competition, that's fine. That's cool. But, again, in the back of my mind, if Trent isn't there – take Haskins out of the equation 100% unless you get your first two QBs hurt and he's got no choice (laughs) but um let's just say a perfect scenario perfect world Trent comes back and it's gonna depend on how much of that playbook Haskins has picked up between the end of OTAs and the start of training camp yes sir and then the quality of reps so now here's the thing the organization they're gonna have to and it's just like any other team they're gonna have to figure out in their mind okay who who are we rolling with now as our number one Mm -hmm. because that's gonna be the guy that's gonna get the most reps yes sir so that's the thing that's hard is trying to get uh, Keenum enough reps who a has to still learn the system Mm -hmm. just like Alex Smith did last year right um and get him up to speed if, if you, he's projected to be your number one. Yes, or sir. is it going to be Haskins? So either way, but you still are getting two n- new QBs to the system, mm-hmm. and Haskins is just a new QB, mm-hmm. up to speed as fast as you can with that limited time in camp. So it's going to be hard. But if, again, Trent's back, everybody's healthy going into the season, and Haskins basically wins it outright, then mm-hmm. then play the kid. If not, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. it's murderer's row for the first, what, right. five, six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can start him later on then. So right. yeah. I, I, I don't know. But it's it'll be interesting. I mean, Haskins said it right at the end of, um, at the end of uh, OTAs that, you know, he's basically going to eat, sleep, and breathe that playbook. So, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully – he he you know digs in and and gets it done absolutely and you know what and it's one of those things that with him being a rookie quarterback one thing you guys have already addressed is the fact that you guys have a decent backfield um with guys with guys and and peterson um and that's one guy i'm actually looking forward to see hopefully play a full season is Darius guys because I'm, I'm a huge fan of running backs no matter what team it is if right, you're yeah. good I want to watch you make those cuts and, and truck right. people so I'm interested to see him interested to see that man play um yeah so there we go and today I'm pretty sure NF, the NFL released a list of most talented rosters uh, and there are ten of them we'll probably only get through about five because our time's coming cutting a little short but I know the Browns gotta be up there Browns no. So let's let's start. We'll work our way backwards. Let's start with ten. Do you make a quality guess as who do you think the number ten most talented roster is? Jeez. Uh, it's a shocker. Chiefs. No, they have the Giants at number ten. The Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Because the, they're leaning on the, the New York Football Giants. The New York Football Giants. No. They're leaning on the fact that they have. <laughs> Evan Ingram, the the fact that they have um a couple of guys. They have um oh wait, hold on, long list. They're they're leaning on the fact that they have I guess Saquon Barkley a little bit. I don't know. It's just it, I th- I think it's a bad list. All right, so they got them at 10. They got them at 10. <laughs> um jumping further up, you can see <laughs> teams like the 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 Cowboys made the list at number 2. The Eagles are number two. 1 just based on depth. And then you also have the Steelers pretty far up there. So, I mean, 
this goes back to our previous argument as far as on paper. Um, everything looks great on yeah. paper, but at the end of the day, um, it's about showing up and doing what you need to do to be productive and help your team win. Well, right. And I mean, I've always said that too, because people, you know, they, they shake my hand and pat me on the back, you know, mm-hmm. at, whether it's at work or whatever. Hey man, you guys signed uh Landon Collins, man, it's going to, your defense can be this your defense can be that. Right. And then in the draft, man, you guys like won the draft. I don't care about any of that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great for what it is because you know, it's a, it's a checkpoint or benchmark. Like it mm-hmm. comes before the season. But right. I mean, it's like you said, all of that crap on paper, doesn't always translate into no. actual wins and losses. Right, because it's about chemistry. It's about digesting the playbook. It's about showing up. It's about being productive. It's about playing your position well and doing your job. Yeah, that I mean, doesn't so much, happen. Yeah, so much goes into it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But for the Giants to even make the list, yeah, um, I mean, I didn't figure the skins would be on the top ten of, of anything. Um, yeah. Because our offense is lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um Receiving core is kind of, you know, to be determined. I know that they uh, are real high on Trey Quinn taking over in the slot to replace right. Jamison Crowder, right. uh, which most had projected last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, But that kid, he's he's got to stay healthy. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, the Giants, though. That, that's, that's, a, that's a scary situation. I don't know. I just think that, I mean, that I, I don't know. I don't know what that guy was thinking. But, it, I mean, they do have Saquon Barkley and two okay receivers, but – those receivers in Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate also need a true number one so that they can actually benefit in their offense. So I'm interested interested to see how that dynamic works out. Yeah. And their offensive line isn't the best. I mean, I think, in my opinion, that's one of their biggest criticisms is the fact that their offensive line is a little sus because Saquon Barkley can – I mean, he's going to he's gonna get you two games throughout the season. Yeah. But that's about it. you got to make holes. you got to make blocks. you got to open up the field for him to make cuts and do what he needs to do. If you already have linebackers and defensive ends in your face, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care who your running back is. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Well, and then not only that, but him being your number one threat and then you have Ingram. Mm-hmm. Is that who it is? The Evan Ingram, tight the tight end, yeah. yeah. You shut those two people down, make them beat you somewhere else. You know <laughs> what I mean? Eli's been throwing picks all camp, so I don't, I don't, well, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. They might have, they might have paid that that reporter to, to, to or that senior analyst to, to drop that dime in there. Because I mean, if I was a Giants fan, I probably wouldn't be showing up to a, a game within the first half of the season. I'm waiting for the ticket prices to drop if I'm going to show up to one. Right. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, having said all that, I mean, there's what seventy eight days until yeah. football. Yep. So camps are getting ready to start. Well, I say getting ready to start about well, thirty days. I guess yeah. most are towards the end of July. So I mean, we're getting there slowly yeah. but surely. I will say before we go though, the Nats did sweep the Phillies. I don't want to talk about that because <laughs> I was at work and I was watching. I was getting mad, and then everybody was in there laughing at me because I'm the only Phillies fan in, I guess that area so it was just one of those things where i was just really upset and i was just like um arietta is not a he's not an ace at this point um even the guy that had starting last night who was that that was uh i forget his name right now it doesn't even matter because he was complete trash but i remember his stats this dude was like his uh his era or whatever it was for pitching was like 10 or something crazy like it was insane yeah. like everybody was Everybody was swinging for the fences, getting great hits. It was just a, it was just a mess. I don't know. I just I just think 
Our Phillies aren't panning out right now to be the team that well, there's we still a lot of season left. I mean, it's the we, same. We want same them to the be, Nets. but there is a lot of season left. Hopefully, the, I, mean, I think our biggest issue right now is our pitching. Our pitching's been trash. But I mean, as far as bats and everything, I mean, they're they're there. It's yeah. just you got to pitch better. Yeah, and then I mean, the issue with the Nats is it's our bullpen. Um, mm-hmm. I there's a lot of teams. Yeah, they're just still not like trustworthy. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they can turn around. I mean, they've been playing well as of late, all of May. I mean, they've been killing it. Right. So we start a, I think it's a three game series. Yeah, it's across the weekend with the Braves. So Strasburg. That's will a real be test though, because it's like literally as far as teams projected to be in the playoffs uh, on our side is us, you guys, and the Braves right. as the top three. And I think the Nats are only. Shoot, I want to say it's like two or four games uh, out of the wild card for right. now. Again, there's so much season so left. So much season break left. is around the corner. Yep. But like I said, so Strasburg will be going against Dallas Keuchel, um, who the Braves signed a little bit ago. It w- he wasn't on the team at the start of the no, at the start of the season. So um, hopefully he's rusty. I mean, because that dude is nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, the Nats been playing well. Rendon, him coming back, Trey mm-hmm. Turner coming back. Yep. You know, since they've been back, the team has kind of really been where it needed to be. But hey, that's our time. Yes, sir. Uh, be sure to hit up our website, averagesportsguys.com. You can find the links to all of our social media there. There'd be the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Like I said, you can go on the website. You can find the podcast there. Go to YouTube. You can watch the video podcast. Yes, sir. Um, and we thank you for your time. And until next time. Yep, we're the Average Sports Guys. We out.